0: Turn over to James real quickly, please. James, the first chapter. If you've noticed, the Lord has had us for the past few weeks on the subject of uh, fear and not being afraid. He said in John 14, in fact, put it up on the screen for us if you would, please. John 14 and 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Then he must not have wanted us afraid and troubled. Not as the world giveth, give I to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Who's the understood subject? You are not to let your heart be troubled. You are not to let your heart be afraid. These are the words of the head of the church, the master. Should we take them seriously? Should we believe them that if he said, don't let your heart be afraid or troubled, then we have the ability by his grace, by this peace he's given us, we have the ability not to allow ourselves to be afraid or troubled. Now, you know, most church going people don't even believe this. They believe everybody's going to have their days where that they, everybody gets scared sometimes. Everybody's going to be troubled sometimes. But that's religious tradition. Jesus said, don't do it. Jesus said, don't do it. Don't let your heart be troubled. Didn't say, try not to. What did he say? Don't let it. Do you believe the words of Jesus here? Do you believe you have the ability by His grace in you not to let your heart Be afraid. Do you believe that? You have the ability by His peace and grace in you and on you not to let yourself be troubled. You believe it? Then how many days out of the year should you be afraid and troubled? How many? No days. How long can you go like this? Day in, day out, and not be afraid and not troubled. It's possible to live the rest of your life unafraid and untroubled. And you've got to decide whether you believe this or not. I'm not saying you've lived all your life up till now like that. But do we believe the words of the Master? Now there's so many sides of this, and as the Lord helps us, we'll continue till we feel we get through. But so much of it has to do with what you let yourself look at and listen to and think on. The Bible said, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in you. Romans says, To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what? Life Life and peace. does it matter what you think on. Life and death. But it's still within our control. What we let ourselves think about, what we let ourselves look at, what we let ourselves listen to, what we let ourselves be a part of. So if we find ourselves afraid, shaken, troubled, how did we get that way? We let it in us. We let ourselves get this way. We don't need to try to blame it on other people. We don't need to try to blame it on the news media. We don't need to try to blame it on some terrorist. We don't need to try to blame it on the criminals. Or the weather. Or any other thing. Thoughts will come. Feelings will come. But you don't have to let it in you. Yea, though I walk. Through the valley of the shadow of death. How many know you're going to see some stuff in the valley of the shadow of death? You're going to hear some stuff there. You're going to feel some things. But what did he go on to say? I will fear no evil. No matter where you are. You don't have to be afraid. Now we looked at a number of things. And one of the big things we saw is that acting on a fear gives the enemy a right to do things in your life to work destruction. If you fear something, it'll come on you. It's a spiritual law and principle. But I want us to look at this tonight in James. James, the first chapter. James 1. Down in the uh, 25th verse. James 1.25, Whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty, continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in his deed. Verse 26, If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Vain means good for nothing. Notice the phrase, he seems to be religious. He dresses up, he goes to church, he raises his hands, he knows all the words to the songs, he's got lots of sets of tapes and CDs, but his mouth. He talks like an unbeliever then all of his church going and CD collection is for nothing. Am I making this up? Read it again. If any man among you seem to be religious and does what? Bridle me, he doesn't control his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Now chapter 2 goes on talking about, you know it, uh, this wasn't written originally in chapter and verse, it was divided up like that for reference and study purposes, but one flows into the other. The next passage talks almost the whole thing about faith without works is dead. There's got to be action to your faith, and if you understand this, what action did you do? To receive perhaps the greatest miracle you will ever receive. The new birth. Being born again. How many understand the new birth, if you want to try to compare them, far greater miracle than being healed in your body. Or having your material needs met. Or even the resurrection of your physical body. Because he that's passed from life unto death, all things are passed away. Behold, all things will become new. You have become a new creation. All glory to God. One made in the likeness and image of God on the inside who will be this way for eternity. Now, faith without action would not receive that miracle. It takes faith released by action. But what action did you and I use to release our faith for the greatest miracle we'll ever receive? Romans 10. Hold your place. Go there. Romans 10:9. What did he say? If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, what will happen? You'll be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. How many can testify and say. That's exactly what I did. I believed in my heart. And I confessed with my mouth. And you got born again. You basically received what he had already done for you. And received the greatest miracle you'll ever receive. You didn't have to jump off the house. You didn't have to climb the highest mountain. You didn't have to swim the ocean. You must say, well, why are you saying that? Well, back up to the 8th verse, or actually the 6th, 7th, 8th verse here. You'll see that's what he's talking about. He's talking about the action. The faith and the action. He said in uh, verse 6, The righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart. Don't say who will ascend to heaven. That's to bring down Christ from above. Who will descend into the deep to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what says that the word is near you even in your mouth and in your heart. That's the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. He said you don't have to descend to the furthest parts of the deep. You don't have to ascend to the highest heights of heaven. It's close to you. How close is your salvation? As close as your heart and your mouth. And people are still trying to work and earn their salvation and climb the highest mountain and do the greatest things and try to earn their way to heaven and it cannot happen. You can't go high enough. You can't go deep enough. You can't work hard enough. You can't sacrifice enough. You can't suffer enough. You can't go far enough. He's already done it all. So, how close is your miracle? Not just as close as your heart in believing, as close as your mouth and your heart. So, this is where much of the church has missed it. They've talked about the heart, they've talked about the believing, they haven't talked about the saying. But it's always been in the Bible say, In fact, Christianity is called the Great Confession. And Jesus is the Apostle and High Priest of our confession. Confession. It's huge. Now, what's the action we used to release the faith for the greatest miracle we've ever received, the new birth? We said with our mouth, This is the renewal we must get in our minds. Saying is doing. Say it out loud. Saying is doing. Saying is acting on faith. Saying is releasing faith. Saying is doing in the highest, most real sense. Think about it. When God says something, He does something. Did you get it? I said, when God says something, He's not just a talking. Is He? He's not just chatting. God doesn't chat, God doesn't bump His gums. God doesn't yak. Does he? No. How many know God doesn't just tear off on something and just talk, 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 and go, ah, oh, you know, don't pay any attention to that. I was just talking. <laughs> I didn't mean any of that. Just, you know, we just carrying on. <laughs> no. God can't do that. Because everything he has ever said happens. And everything he will ever say will happen. Every word. In fact, this whole planet you're standing on and the atmosphere around it will pass away eventually, but not one word that he has ever said will ever pass away. Now... You can tell by the way people talk that most folks don't believe this. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Go to the third chapter. Let's finish reading the passage, then we'll expound. James 3, verse 1. Verse 2, rather. He said, In many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, in what he says... The same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle or to control the whole body. Is it true that if you can control your mouth, you can control your whole body? Is it true? You believe that or not? It's Bible. Your whole body? I said your whole body, your appetites, your liver, your kidneys, your joints, your blood, your whole body. What about if you talk about your rheumatism and your bad eye and your weak knee? And how you're sensitive to this. And how you can't eat that. And how this gives you problems. Then you're not bridling your mouth. Then as far as all these things are concerned, your religion is for nothing. I know this is strong talk, but am I quoting the Bible? You can go to church. You can... Go to all the services. You can get all the CDs and DVDs. But if you don't control what comes out of your mouth on a Monday morning, it's for naught. It's in vain. Yeah, but I pray, Brother Keith. I'm a prayer. Wonderful. Did you know you can pray and fast for three days and make wonderful progress and two days later get to run in your mouth and undo it all? Did you know that? If you don't, you better learn it. See, the enemy through the generations of humanity has deceived mankind into diminishing the importance of our words. Just talk. We're just talking. Ah, I don't mean it. Ah, we're just carrying on. But have you noticed how much of it has to do with death and cursing? Like we've said, why isn't it popular to say bless instead of say damn? The popular culture is the word damn is popular. The people are supposed to be cool. It's damn this and damn that and damn the other. You know, you don't see people walk into a place and see something that's nice. They go, wicked. Damn wicked why is that cool why isn't this cool holy righteous blessed blessed why isn't that cool You know why it's not cool? Because the God of this world, that's the last thing he wants in your mouth. Because that gives God a right to move in the earth. He is the king and the boss of the damning. He gets to do all the damning and the killing and the destroying. So he wants everybody talking damnation and stealing and killing death. Think about death. Death, death, death. I mean, after all these years and all these sermons, I still hear my own people talking about scared me to death. I just love them to death. Tickled me to death. Laughed till I thought I'd die. My folks. And I'm wanting to say, (laughs) did I not do a good job? What? Why am I saying this? Because people don't believe this. They do not believe this. Hold your place here. And look at Psalms. Psalms 12, this is the problem. Right here, Psalms 12:4. What does it say? They have said what? With our tongue we'll prevail. What's that last phrase? Our lips are whose? Our own. Who is Lord over us? Whoever your Lord is, is revealed by who controls your mouth. Let me read another translation. The Young's literal says, Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Isn't that the attitude of many church going folk? Don't tell me how to talk. I'll say my mouth is my mouth. I'll say what I want to say. Yeah, you can. And it's gonna cost you. It's been costing you. But see, people don't believe it's cost. They go, Ah, you know, stuff happens. Things happen. They don't believe there's a connection between what they're saying and what's happening in their life. They don't believe it. Never mind that there are scores, scores of scriptures. That say that's what's going on, they don't believe it. And people don't want to believe it. Because it lays too much at your doorstep. (laughs) You mean I've got to watch everything I say? Either that or be destroyed? Be robbed? Lose out. People have not been taught this. How many of you were taught? Growing up in church as a little child, watch every word that comes out of your mouth. No, you weren't taught that. We should have been taught it. But we haven't been. Oh, I didn't mean it. What if God? What if God looked at us and go, I just love you to death? What would happen? You would feel really, really loved for a split second and then you would die. (laughs) Oh, you know what I mean? Do you know what you mean? Well, the Lord knows what I mean. Really. Did He tell you to just say whatever crosses your mind and He'll sort it out and it'll all be okay? No. No. He said he will judge you and me by every word that comes out of our mouth. Even the idle words. By our words we would be justified. By our words we would be condemned. And that life and death is in the power of the tongue. I'm quoting scripture am I not? Then why do millions act like this is not true? Because of this. Psalm 12. Our lips are our own who is Lord over us the new century says we can say what we wish no one is our master if you feel that way i say whatever I want to say then you are your own master if Jesus is your Lord and master you must submit to him and say what he tells you to say and nothing different. Amen. And if he could get us to do this. I said if he could get us to do this. Did you know Jesus is called our advocate? First John 2. Did you know that? Advocate would be like our defense attorney. So Mrs. Do I need one? Oh, yeah. You definitely need one because there is a prosecuting attorney. He's called the accuser of the brethren. Now, if you look at Job and if you look at Revelation and other places, you'll get a behind-the-scenes glimpse of like a court scene with the Father as the righteous judge. And the devil cannot just wade into your life and do whatever suits him. If he could, none of us would be here tonight. He's got to build a case against you. He's got to get judgment against you that allows him access to your life. And how many know one of the most important parts of the case is testimony? testimony and the testimony that you give on your own behalf is the most important thing going on in your life and people don't realize the devil is following us every day and every night feeding us thoughts feeding us feelings wanting us to speak death and destruction over ourselves and the father even though he loves us if we do that he's got no alternative but to allow the destroyer access But how many know I don't care? You could have the best defense attorney in the world. And he can come and coach you. And he can talk to you. And he can say, now look, don't bring this up. Just say this. And I don't care what they ask you. Do not say this. Do not do this. And coach you and tell you exactly what to say. And he can work on your case and lay everything out so perfect that the judge, the jury, everybody is ready to let you go and send you home. And then you get up there and go, I did it. (laughs) I'm guilty of sin. I did it. You're done. I don't care who your lawyer is. You're done. You're done. Listen, friend, we have an advocate, the great high priest, Jesus our Lord. And if we'll listen to him, I don't care what jail cell you're in, I don't care what sickness cell you're in, what poverty cell you're in, I don't care what you did, how you got there, he's a merciful God. I said he's a merciful God, he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you, and he'll show up right there in the cell with you, and he'll say, now listen, Chad, Here's the manuscript. I want you to study this carefully. And uh, don't say anything except what's here. What I told you to say. Don't say any. They'll press you. They'll push you. But I'm telling you, don't say anything except this. And I got the rest of it. I know the judge. (laughs) And... I got this, but say what I told you to say. That's right. And whether you realize it or not, every day you are on the witness stand. That's right. Don't wait to get sworn in. Every day you are there, and the enemy is following you around, and he's pumping and prodding you to get you to say and do things, and he is recording everything. And everything you say can and will be used against you In the high court of heaven. Maybe sickness attacks your life. He'll try to get you to say, well, you know how you've missed it. You know how short you've come. You know you had not been serving God like you ought to. You know you don't deserve it. And he'll play things for you. How you cussed this person out. How you jumped on this person and acted mean. How you lied how you did this and if you listen to him he'll back it up he said, you want to see that again watch this (laughs) there you are you said it you don't deserve to be healed pitiful excuse for a Christian you know you don't deserve this you don't have any faith you don't deserve this and if you get to listen to that you let it break you down what you got to do is stay cool you know you deserve to be sick. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm innocent. <laughs> you are not. You've done this and done that. Mm mm. I'm innocent by the blood. Amen. Completely clean. I don't deserve any punishment. None. No sickness. No disease. No lack. None. Oh, you do most certainly. Watch this. And he's going to play all this stuff that you did, and you look at it, and it's blank. See, so, see there, I told you. I'm innocent. Where did he go? It's washed by the blood. He's going to show what you did. All his evidence is washed away and gone. And eventually, he has to sputter to a stop because what can he say? And then the attorney for your defense, the great advocate, steps up and he says, Your Honor, my father, you have heard the accused testify, uh, my brother, your son, that he is, you're already feeling good about this. (laughs) That he is completely innocent and deserves no sickness, no punishment. And you're smiling going, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm clean. Innocent. deserve no punishment. None. And he said, I present for the court's consideration the stripes on my back. Exhibit A. Father says the court accepts that evidence, has long ago, that the accused is healed by your stripes. And the accused, uh, my brother, your son, has confessed and testified that they are free and innocent and not guilty of any sin or any crime and deserve no punishment or judgment at all. I present for the court's consideration Exhibit A also uh, my blood. On the mercy seat. And the Bible said that blood speaks. It speaks in testimony. It's You know what it says? Innocent. Innocent. Clean. Glory to God. But what if you break down in the middle of this and you go. Yeah but I, I've come so short and I. I messed up so bad, I just feel so bad, and I know what they said, but I'm sick. I'm sick as a dog, I'm sick as a horse, I'm I'm sick, and I guess I, you know, everybody gets sick sometimes, and if you're sick, you're sick, then there's no alternative but for you to be judged sick, out of your own mouth, you are judged. Go back to Matthew. Lest you're not familiar with what we're saying. Matthew. Let's look at the 15th chapter. Matthew 15 and 11. Jesus said, Not that which goes into the mouth defiles a man, but that which comes out of the mouth This defiles a man. Do you believe that? Verse 18. He says it again. Well, verse 17. Do you not yet understand, Jesus said, that whatsoever enters in at the mouth goes into the belly and is cast into the draft? But those things which proceed out of the mouth, not what goes in the mouth, what comes out of the mouth from the heart, they defile the man. There's some people are so cautious about what they eat, they wouldn't dare put something processed in their mouth or refined sugar or drink tap water that'd faint and fall out. (laughs) And yet, what is coming out of their mouth in words is far worse than the most contaminated, hydrogenated, saturated thing they could possibly put in them. (laughs) Are you listening now? I didn't say you couldn't watch your diet some if you want to, but it's far more important what comes out of your mouth than what's going into it. Jesus said so. Hallelujah. Go to the 12th chapter, please. Let's back up another page or two sit out loud watch your mouth sit out listen I got to watch my mouth when when every day every night does it matter what you say holding on to the refrigerator door by yourself at two o'clock in the morning does it matter you know who else is there the enemy, the accuser of their brethren, with a microphone. Yeah, that's right. yeah. I'm telling you, he will, you, anything you say, he can use against you. It matters what you say all the time. Everything that comes out of your mouth matters. Whether you mean it or whether you don't, it still matters. These are not my words. I'm about to read it to you right here Matthew 12. Matthew 12, down about verse uh, 34. Matthew, well, let's back up to verse 32. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it'll be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Ghost, it'll not be forgiven him. Verse 33, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. The tree is known by his fruit. Now notice what he expresses in connection with fruit bearing. How do we bear fruit? A big way is through what we say. 34, O oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What comes out of your mouth is a direct manifestation of what you've been putting in your ears and your eyes. If you feed on junk... I'm talking about what you read, what you watch, what you listen to. If you feed on junk, let's say you listen to bad, negative uh, rap music or, or hard metal that's full of profanity and violence, and you listen to that every day, all day, and you listen to a sermon For an hour, or if you come here, two hours. (laughs) How does two hours compare to the rest of the week? What are you going to be more full of? Then you shouldn't be shocked when a cuss word comes out of your mouth before you think about it. Because that's what you're full of. It's going to come out. If you listen to fussing and yelling and screaming all the time, that's what you're going to be full of. It's what's going to come out of you. If you're full of lies, that's what's going to come out of you. You understand? So we need to get full of something good. So that when anything pushes us, it's like a sponge pushing on a sponge. What? I mean, whatever the sponge is full of, that's what's going to come out when you push it. And when we're pushed, faith comes out. Yeah. I said, when we're pushed, faith comes out. Yeah. Love comes out. Yeah. Joy comes out. Peace comes out. Yeah. That's what he's saying. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth Evil things. He does what? He brings them forth. Brings them forth where? Into this realm. You bring it forth. Out of your heart. What you say brings it forth. Isn't that how God does things? He says it and it brings it forth. Light be and light is brought forth. But if you say evil things, you bring forth evil things. If you say good things, you bring forth good things. Verse 36, I say to you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Now this is a sobering verse, isn't it? If I was writing it, I might have tried to soften it a little bit. But Jesus said every idle word. So we just have to accept it that way. does it matter what you say. It does. Can you just talk about how you feel and what you think and just ride along and carry on? People are doing it by the millions, but they don't realize it's also why their life is the way it is. By your words, you shall be justified, and by your words, you shall be condemned. Isn't that what we just got through describing with the court scene? By whose words? Did you know your what comes out of your mouth carries more weight in your life... Than what I say? Than what Phyllis says? Than what your parents or friends say? In many cases, it carries more weight than what God said. This is old brother Keith. Think about it now. If he says your sins are forgiven and you're bought and paid for in Jesus, but you say you're not, and you don't believe it, and you're not going to receive it, which one are you? Lost or saved? If He says your needs are met, but you say you know better, and they're not, and it's hard times, and you're going down, it's going to get worse, what's going to happen for you? If He says you're healed, but you say you know better, and you're not going to make it, whose words are going to carry more weight in your life? His or yours? Jesus said, By your words you'll be justified. By your words you'll be condemned. Do you notice it's getting quieter? That's good. We should think about what comes out our mouth. We should be an imitator of God. What if God was able to turn up the power in your spirit? Until when you said it, it happened. It's kind of like having a big weapon. You need to be responsible. If you've got a giant pistol, you don't just need to say, I like shooting pistols. I enjoy it. Pow, pow. Pow, pow, pow. 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 Pow! Man, I like shooting pistols. Pow, 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 pow! Don't you like the sound of that? Pow! Don't you like the feel of that? Pow! Somebody said, man, you ought to watch where you're pointing that thing. Hey, it's my pistol. I'll shoot wherever I like. And you look up, and people are bleeding. People are falling out on the floor. You go, ah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to shoot you. (laughs) Yeah, but you still shot. This is exactly how words are. This is not my idea. The Bible talks about some words, he said, are like arrows. They're like a sword. And some bring healing. Didn't he say that in Proverbs? It's like a bow. As long as you got your hand on the string, you're in control. It's kind of like the word came to your mind, but you hadn't said it yet. But when you turn loose of that string, and you think, no, no, come back. Too late. It left your mouth. People are going to hear it. It's going to find its mark. And even if you didn't mean to say it, and people get hurt, you are still responsible for that word. It came out of your mouth. The devil can use it. So you're responsible. True or not? That's what this verse says. Now, why would we be depressed over this? (laughs) Well, you feel how excited everybody is, don't you? Why would you feel like that? If we think right, we should get excited because we can get a hold of what we're saying and learn how to focus our words And make our words work for us. Instead of against us. We can get answers and realize why things have been happening the way they've been happening. Uncle Glory to God. All i got to do is watch my mouth. Right? And start saying this and changing this. And my life is going to turn around. Is this too good to be true or is it Bible? Go back to James 3. You still holding your place there? James 3, we saw James 1, we saw James 2, it leads up to James 3, and he said, if any man, verse 2, doesn't offend in word in what he says, the same is a perfect, that means a mature, a complete man, that's a big phrase, if you completely control Every word that comes out of your mouth, that is the sign of a spiritually, fully developed, mature individual. And there are benefits. Read the rest of it, what? He is able also to what? To bridle, that means to control the whole body. God intends. That we rule and reign like kings in the earth. Doesn't he? How do kings rule and reign? If the king wants a ditch dug, does he look for a shovel? No. If the king wants some beans or peas or strawberries or peaches, does he go look for the basket and his work clothes? no if the king wants a road built does he look for the heavy equipment so he can start it and start with no tell me how king does it how's the king doing the king sits in the place of authority and he says let there be a road built let there be peaches brought and because he has authority things happen For that word to be. This is how kings rule and reign. If you control your words. You control your whole body. Behold we put bits in the horse's mouth. That they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. The ships which are so great. And are driven of fierce winds. Yet they're turned about with a very small helm. A rudder. whithersoever the governor lists. Even so the tongue. Is a little member. And boasts great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindles. Can you understand? Saying one little thing can start a course of something bad or good. One thing leads to another. One word and thought leads to another. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members. It defiles the whole body. We know from the previous verse it can control the whole body too. And it sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Every kind of beast of birds and serpents and things in the sea is tamed, has been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now a lot of people read that and they think, well, can't tame it anyhow. (laughs) Then why would he write to us about it? No, it means you can't tame a tongue outside yourself. You can tame animals and things outside yourself. You can't tame my tongue. Nobody can. Even if you try to force me to say something, that I'm scared. As soon as you walk away and leave, I can say anything I want to. I can't make you say the right thing. I can't tame your... Nobody can tame your tongue but you. You're the only one that can control that dude. Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine figs? So, can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh? By your words, you're justified. By your words, you're condemned. Your words can make you sick. You believe it or not? I said, Your words can make you sick. Your words. Somebody says, Yeah, but they found a thing in there and they found this and that. Yes, but where did it start? And when did it start? You're looking at results. You're looking at aftermath. Everything natural started as something spiritual. It started where you couldn't see it. Then it became where you could see it. But friend, even though a ship is huge and the wind is blowing fiercely, there's a way to turn that ship around. Even though you've been going down the same path and it's been a bad one, and maybe for years, there is a way to turn it around. But you've got to get a hold of the rudder. You've got to get a hold of the bridle. You've got to get a hold of the steering wheel. What's the steering wheel of your life? Your mouth. Your tongue. Do you believe it? Then you should never say something you don't believe. You should never say something you don't want. No matter how real it is. No matter how f- you feel it. No matter how you're being pulled to say it. If you don't want it. Don't say it. Say I call my body healed. I call my body whole. I call my body whole. Kidneys. Kidneys. Work right. Work right. In, Jesus name. In Jesus name. Is that how most Christians talk? No. Are you kidding? Millions of Christians wouldn't dare say that. Ah, we'll just leave that up to the Lord. He knows I'd sure like to have it. But that's up to Him. Said who? These scriptures, do you believe them? Is it true? That life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18 says so. You've got five minutes. Let me read them to you. Don't try to keep up with me. Just listen. Proverbs 6.2 You are taken as a net by the words of your mouth. The sayings of your lips have overcome you. Proverbs 12.14 A man reaps the result of all his words. Moffat's translation. From the fruit of his words a man is well satisfied. How are you going to get well satisfied? By what you say. Consistently what you say. Proverbs 13, 2 and 3. From the fruit of his lips a man enjoys good things. Verse 3. He who guards his lips guards his life. But he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. Proverbs 14:23. Idle talk leads to poverty. Idle chatter leads only to poverty. No more... Poor jokes. Are y'all with me now? No more poor. Quit talking down. Quit talking needy. Quit talking broke. No more sick jokes. No more fat jokes. Did you hear me now? You're locking yourself into it. You're making yourself where you can't get out of it. See, there's some people who realize, they say, I've tried everything. What's wrong with me? I don't eat half of what they do, and I do this, and I do that, and nothing works. You said it. I can't do it. My metabolism is so slow. I wish I had the metabolism of these young folks, but my, I must have the slowest metabolism. Friend, your metabolism is programmed by God to do what comes out of your mouth. And it's true. Some people are at such a disadvantage because their body is the way it is and their glands and their thyroid and their levels, but they say it every day. Every day they make excuses why they don't have what they want and why they can't get it because of this. And they say it. And they say it on Monday. And they say it on Tuesday. And they say it on Wednesday. And they say it on Thursday. Well, I don't know anybody and I don't know how in the world we could ever get that going. And, I, you know, I'm not educated. and People think that's being Humble. It's being spiritually ignorant. All things are possible to him that believes. Come on now, do you believe it? Talk to your metabolism. Talk to your liver. Talk to your, come on, talk to your kidneys. Jesus talked to fig trees. Jesus talked to the water. He talked to the wind. He's our example. He's showing us. He did it as a man. He didn't do it as God. He did it as a man. Showing us how to do it. Don't talk how it feels. Don't talk how it's been. Talk what you want. Put your faith on it. Means put your words on it. And be consistent. Somebody say consistent. What does consistent mean? You don't say one thing when you're at church and another thing when you're with other people. You don't fall right into that unbelief talking when you get around them. You can't do that. That's what he said in James. Out of the same fountain does it come bitter water and sweet. That's not how it works. Cursing and blessing can't come out of the same mouth. You're going to undo what you've been saying good. You say what he said and that's all you say. I mean you are meticulous about what comes out of your mouth. You absolutely, I don't care how bad it hurts. I don't care how grim it looks. You will not talk death over yourself. You will not talk poverty and failure over yourself. You won't do it. I don't care if they're hooking up to everything and hauling it away. You will not talk defeat and failure and lack. I don't care if your airplane is twisted and upside down on the runway. What do you say? You say, glory to God. God's got something better for me. Things are picking up. And a man like that, a woman like that, that is the unconquerable spirit of faith in Almighty God cannot be defeated. Cannot. Will not fail because the word would have to fail. That ain't going to happen. I think somebody's getting this this evening. 15.4. All these are in Proverbs. 15.4. Gentle words cause life and health. Griping brings discouragement. Griping brings discouragement. Did you hear that? Why are some people so discouraged? You don't have to listen to them 10 minutes, you know. And they don't understand. They think I just have a bad life. They're bringing it. Their mouth is bringing it. I'm quoting the Bible. 1523. A man has joy in an apt answer. How delightful is a timely word. How wonderful the living Bible said it is to say the right thing at the right time. Is that wonderful? How many know if you'll just hush a little while and be quiet and check on the inside? The Lord will show you the right thing to say about this and when you do instead of hurting it and making it worse you'll help it and make it better I've been in some tough situations in the past several years with people that were heartbroken and some terrible stuff had gone on and I don't know what to say and do in and of myself and my opinion's not going to help them and my feeling sorry is not going to help them so the moment I hear it I begin to say Lord what to say show me what to say What to say? Because his words are life. And there's been more than once that have gone into a situation. I'm thinking of one and then another and another right now. I mean, it felt like death in there. It was just everybody was just so defeated. And the Lord gave me something to say. Oh, glory to God. When he said it to me, I almost laughed. But it wasn't the kind of situation you laughed in, you know. So I controlled myself. I thought, oh God, you are so good. That'll do it. And I worked the conversation around to it. And at the right time, I said it. And you could see the depression come off of them. You could see the stuff just wash away. And a smile for the first time in a month. Oh, glory to God. The right word at the right time. Breaks bondage. How many know God anoints words? We know about laying on of hands. God uses laying on of hands for healing. We know about prayer and prayer of agreement. But you know God anoints words. The Bible said he sent his word and healed them. If you study in the ministry of Jesus again and again. He said rise and walk. Didn't even touch them. Stretch out your hand. Be healed. Be loose. Didn't he say it? And there was power in that word that changed their body. Their metabolism changed. Their organs changed. Their bones changed. Their sinew, their skin, their eyeballs, their eardrums. Come on now. And it happened from a word that was spoken. And so many folks say, yeah, but that was Jesus, Brother Keith. He's the Son of God. He's not operating as God. The Bible's very clear on that. And He tells us, be imitators of God. Didn't He? As dear children. He tells us. He tells his own disciples, if you will say to that mountain, and don't doubt in your heart, be removed, be cast. Are you talking to something? Yeah, be cast into the sea. He said, it will obey you, and you will have what you say. People have made fun of us. They've given us little monikers and names. Oh, they're that blab it and grab it and confess it and possess it and frame it and claim it. But let them talk what they want to. We're sitting in the blessing of God. We're living in the blessing of God. Come on. How many have been healed in this place? Raise your hand. How many had your needs met in this place? Let them laugh. Let them make fun. While we're sitting over here healed and healthy and blessed and delivered and loosed and free and happy. They're mad at God. They're miserable. They're confused. They're upset. They're in the dark. But they don't have to be. It's available to everybody if you watch your mouth. 1528, the heart of the upright gives thought to his answer, should you think about what you say before you say it. But from the mouth of the evildoer comes a stream of evil things. The living Bible says a good man thinks before he speaks. The evil man pours out evil words without a thought. Proverbs 1624. I just want you to know this is not a, a idle, you know, two or three word thing in the Bible. It's all through the scripture. Sixteen twenty-four. Pleasant words are what? They're like a honeycomb. Sweet to the soul and health to the body. This is not figurative. This is literal. I mean, people are—the world is learning. You can talk to your plant. Yeah. You're such a pretty little plant, healthy little plant. What about the ones say, "Man, everything I plant just dies. I don't know." Talk about green thumb. Man, I ain't got green nothing. I mean, my stuff and their stuff dies. And yet people don't believe it. They think, ah, you know. They don't believe it. They don't change the way they talk. Because they don't believe it. 1727. Experience uses few words. Discernment keeps a cool head. Even a fool, if he holds his peace, is thought wise. Keep your mouth shut and show your good sense. Laughter the Moffat says, even a fool may pass for wise if he says nothing. With closed lips, he may be counted sensible. If you do what? How many? A lot of times you just need to go. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. 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 Phyllis said, smile and wave. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff will come to your mind, but you shouldn't say it. There's a lot of things will come to you, but you shouldn't say it. Now you can be rebellious and go, my lips are my own. I'll say what I want to. You sure can, honey. And pay the price. Like you've been doing. 18 too. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinions. (laughs) 1821. Put it on the screen for us, please. 1821. Read it out loud. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Another translation says... Death and life are determined by the tongue. The talkative must take the consequences. Those who love to talk will suffer the consequences. The Living Bible says, Men have died for saying the wrong thing. Everybody stand on your feet. Guys, come on. What about your finances? Watch what you say. I said, watch what you say. People are talking, fear... All over the country and all over the world. People are talking depression. Christians, bless their hearts, they ought to know better. But they're saying, hey, I told you it was coming. Yeah, these people have messed everything up. I knew it. You watch, it's going to be hard times before this thing's over with. And people think that's some kind of Spiritual wisdom. You got enough of that going on? People are talking death and loss and unbelief the world over. God needs some people that will understand we're created in His image. And He is the apostle and high priest of what we say. He needs somebody that will agree with Him. And give Him something to work with. He can't work with death. That's the enemy's area. He works with life. When the Lord gives you a word, you want to jump on it with both feet and hold on to it and say it often. He told us a while back, He spoke to me, I gave it to you. Money was not going to be a problem. I laughed, but I was getting ready. Just as real to me as if you'd have been standing there. and I didn't hear it out loud, but I heard it big time inside myself. And I, You know, the Lord talks to you the way you understand. He knew how that would strike my spirit. And there was a certain spiritual thing he was getting across to me. And when it hit my spirit, I mean, it's a simple phrase, but it means something to me. I want you to say it out loud. Money, Money is not going to be a problem. Everything I need. Everything I need, everything I need, to, do, everything I need to do. All the good things, good things I want to do. I do. Money, Money is not going to be a problem. that's what you need to say you need to say not just on a Friday night or Sunday night you need to say every one of my debts is being reduced and eliminated you need to say while other people are sitting around talking about how bad it is and what in the world are we going to do you need to have no part of that you need to treat that like four letter cussing foul, you know, defiling words you need to say, oh no, I, I wouldn't say that I don't know if you understand this or not People get so upset about slang words and stuff. But that's not really the biggest stuff that's hurting people. It's this unbelief. It's this fear. It's this idle stuff. There's some things I hear my own, you know, brothers and sisters in the Lord saying, you couldn't get me to say that. You couldn't beat me and make me say it. Because I believe in the power of what I say. Do you understand what I'm talking about? When I get up in front of you and I say these things before you, that is not coming off the top of my head. I don't do that lightly. I'm releasing my faith. I wouldn't get up and say something in front of you that I don't mean to stay with until it's done. Until I see it come to pass. I wouldn't say it until I got it clear in my spirit and I'm solid in it. But then once we say it, we're never going to say anything else. Never. Never. We won't entertain any other ideas. Things can happen in this place right now, tonight, if you're not in too big of a hurry. I want you to lay your hands on your body. Everybody, lay your hands on your body. If there's a particular area that's been bothering you, put your hand right on that spot. Put your hands on your body. Close your eyes. There are people in this place, and there are people watching by internet, you have enforced allergies upon yourself by the way you've talked for decades. And you need to quit that and not say it anymore. Never again say, I'm allergic to that. I can't. If you don't want to eat it, don't eat it. If you're afraid of it, don't eat it. But just don't say that anymore. Don't say it. Say it out loud. I call my immune system strong. I call my, I call my liver clean. I call, my clean. I call my kidneys clean. I call my glands, I call my glands. strong and healthy, strong and healthy. Clean, and clean and normal. I call my gallbladder, I call my gallbladder. Clean. clean, healthy, healthy. normal. normal. I, call my colon. I call my colon, my intestines. My Large and, small. Large and small. Clean. Clean. Clear, clear. Healthy. healthy. Strong. Strong. Be healed. Be healed. In, Jesus name. In Jesus name. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. In Malachi it says your words have been stout against me. That's the case of many. Your words have been stout against the Lord. You keep saying what you feel. You keep saying what you see. And ignoring what the Lord has said. And your words have hindered your own blessing. Pushed away your own deliverance. Somebody say no more. No more. No more. No more. I'll agree with, the Lord. I agree with the Lord. I won't just talk what I feel. I won't just, talk what I feel. I won't just say what others say. I won't, I, I won't just say what I see. I won't just say what the professionals say. I, say what the professionals say. I, will, say I will say what the Word says. The word says. I will, say, I will say, what say what He gives me to say. And that only. And that only. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Good things are happening here tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 This ministry has been brought to you today, free of charge, by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.